Good evening, it is 5 p.m. and this is Today in YGK on CFRC 101.9 FM. Brought to you by CFRC's News Collective, Christina Laurie, Dinah Jansen, Erica Singh, Zayden Vergara, Katrina Johnston, and Mia Lettinen. CFRC's news programming is also brought to you through the support of the local journalism initiative, Queens University, and What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street. I'm Christina Laurie, and here are your local news headlines. This Saturday, October 14th, there will be a partial solar eclipse visible for Canadians. As such, the Queen's Observatory will be hosting a very special open house on Saturday, October 14th at 11am in Ellis Hall Auditorium. The partial eclipse will take place around 12 to 2.30pm and reach a maximum at 1.14pm. Before viewing the eclipse, the observatory will also feature a presentation by Livia Camo, a Queen's University Physics undergrad student working on the 2024 Eclipse Outreach and Planning Committee. Her talk is titled, The Midday Midnight Sky. The presentation will be followed by observing the partial solar eclipse, weather permitting. I sat down with Nicola Aurora. Queen's Astrophysic Postdoc, and Queen's Eclipse Coordinator to chat about this Saturday. Here's what he had to say. Well, to start us off, would you like to introduce yourself and uh, your role with the observatory at Queen's? Yeah. Hi, everyone. I am Nicola Aurora. Um, I actually did my PhD here in astrophysics um, at Queen's, um, and currently I'm a postdoc here at Queen's but also a Queen's Eclipse Coordinator, which means uh, the total solar eclipse that's coming up, um, I am coordinating a lot of the outreach activities that will go through Queen's Physics um, for the April 8th uh, total solar eclipse. Awesome, thank you. And for those unaware, we have the annular solar eclipse coming up on October 14th. I was wondering if you could describe exactly what an annular solar eclipse is, Uh, some of the mechanics behind it, how frequently Mm -hmm. we see events like this, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, So to describe what an annular solar eclipse is, I first need to describe what a solar eclipse is. Mm -hmm. So as we know, there's two motions going on when it comes to the system of the Earth, Sun, and the Moon. The Earth goes around the Sun. Of course, that's what causes, uh, that's what is the year. Then the Moon goes around the Earth as well. Um, And that's what we see at night as different phases of the Moon. Um, So what happens during a solar eclipse, what generally happens during a new moon phase is um, the moon actually comes in between, perfectly comes in between the sun and the earth. Um, And that's what causes an eclipse. Um, So there's two kinds of complete solar eclipses, as you can call it, where the moon totally covers uh, the sun uh, from the perspective of the earth. One of them is called an annular solar eclipse. The other one is called a total solar eclipse. So total solar eclipses, as you can imagine, it completely covers it. So no part of the sun is visible from the earth where the shadow of the moon is falling. Um, an annual solar eclipse happens when the moon in its orbit around the earth is the furthest away from this from the earth. So what happens there is if you think about just a simple object, if, if it's closer to you, it's bigger. As further away from you, it's smaller. So the sun, the moon is just not big enough to completely cover um, the sun. So a ring of the sun still is present, or which is generally dubbed as the ring of fire um, in popular media. And that's what an annular solar eclipse is. So this October 14th, there is going to be an annular solar eclipse that is passing sort of almost through Western Canada, um, sorry, western so the west coast going into Mexico and then northern south South America, um, uh, for us. Yeah, mm-hmm. wow. What we will see here in Kingston is not the Ring of Fire because we're not in the path of annularity, as you would call it. We'll see a partial solar eclipse, which is going to be for 
a little bit uh, for a little while, uh, the, we will see a cookie bite taken out of the sun. How frequently do these events occur? Is it sort of like every few years or? <laughs> That's a very good question. So total solar eclipses happen roughly on the frequency of every 18 to two, 18 months to two years kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, these things don't happen at the same place on the Earth every time mm-hmm. because of the orbit of the Earth around the sun and the orbit of the moon around the Earth as well. Um, so the last uh, solar eclipse that happened, the partial solar eclipse that most people should remember was August 17th, uh, 2017th. I think it was mm-hmm. August 21st, if I'm not wrong, which was about 50 to 60%, if I'm not wrong. Uh, the last total solar eclipse that happened and that passed through Kingston was 675 years ago. Wow. Okay. So 13, uh, the year 1300. Um, and so now we're actually being lucky where we're getting two back to back, two sick eclipses, one partial, which we're calling a teaser mm-hmm. for the total solar eclipse that happens in April. And then the next total solar eclipse that passes through Kingston Um is going to be in roughly 375 years. Um, so I don't know about you, but I'm a little busy that day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Wow, I will say you are right. It definitely feels like this is sort of a teaser for what's coming up in April. And that exactly, also works out yeah. for the observatory events. It kind of feels like mm. this is like the lead up before things yeah. in the spring. So the observatory is doing, so what the observatory does is a monthly open house where we have a scientist generally from the Queen's Physics and Astronomy Department sort of showcase their science. And then we open up the telescope facilities to um, to the public. Uh, so we're actually doing a special open house in October, uh, which is going to be at October on October 14th at 11 a.m. So instead of it being an evening event, which is what it generally is, we're going to do it during the day so that it coincides with the eclipse uh, mm-hmm. happening, the partial eclipse passing through Kingston. So we have a special guest speaker who is Livia Como, who's a third year undergrad student in astrophysics here at Queens. Um, and she's been sort of working with me a lot about on eclipse outreach and so mm-hmm. creating materials and stuff like that. And so she will be presenting some of the um some of the some of the cool aspects about the eclipse as well. So this is going to happen at Ellis Hall on Queens campus um, at 11 a.m. on October 14th. Awesome, yeah. And um, just obligatory safety message: Is there? Uh, do you have any tips for folks to view the eclipse at the observatory or on their own? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so if you do end up coming to the observatory, we will have multiple telescopes that will be available, which are safe safe to view the sun with. Um, And then we'll have eclipse glasses and visors available as well, which use a special filter called the Mylar filter um, that will be used. Uh, So there's there's different strategies that you use when it comes to safety with the eclipse, uh, depending on whether if if it's a partial solar eclipse or a total solar eclipse. Uh, So when it's a partial solar eclipse, you actually do tend to keep your glasses, if you're using solar uh, eclipse glasses, on for the whole duration of the time. Whereas if it's a solar total solar eclipse, you're allowed to remove them during the totality moment because there is no sun there. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you do uh, visit the observatory, the event, you will get uh, glasses from us. But if you are doing this at home, uh, you can go to eclipse2024.queensu.ca where we actually do provide um, a list of merchants who are creating uh, safe glasses to view the eclipse mm-hmm. with. Um, uh, the one caution that we're giving people is don't go on Amazon and buy glasses because there's a certain safety requirement that needs to 
be that the, the glasses need to be complying complying with and so the three three vendors that we provide uh, do uh, meet those requirements awesome sounds good and yeah. um just in general how can folks learn more and keep up with events at the observatory including those leading up to april Absolutely. So the Queen's Observatory has a Facebook page. You can just Google Queen's Observatory um, and you will land on the Facebook page. As far as the eclipse is concerned, you can Google Queen's Eclipse 2024 and that will lead you to our website at this moment, which is eclipse2024.queensu.ca. And we are keeping a whole list of upcoming events for the eclipse when it comes to promotions and um, other cool, interesting things about the eclipse popping up as well. So eclipse2024.queensu.ca. Be sure to view the eclipse safely on Saturday, October 14th, either at the Queen's Observatory or on your own. For more information, you can visit queensu.ca slash observatory. That's all for your headlines this week. And next up is Erica Singh with your campus news. Thank you. Hello, my name is Erica Singh, and here are your headlines for October 11th. In the latest Times Higher Education ranking, Queen's University remains steady in the global rankings, holding a position between 251 and 300 out of 1,904 universities worldwide. However, among Canadian universities, Queen's is currently 12th, trailing behind the University of Calgary and Western University. The rankings are based on factors like teaching, research quality, and international outlook, with scores out of 100. Queen's scored below 37.5 for teaching and 38 for research environment. Notably, our pre-clinical health and law programs have fared well thanks to their strong international outlook and industry income. In 2020, Principal Patrick Dean expressed concerns about our competitiveness on the global scale. Currently, the top Canadian universities include the University of Toronto, the University of British Columbia, and McGill University. In other news, as homecoming approaches, concerns have arisen about the lack of sanctioned events for students. Queen's Homecoming has been scheduled this year for October 20th to the 22nd and is expected to welcome back over 2,000 alumni. However, many of the approved events cater exclusively to alumni, leaving students to find their own ways to celebrate. In the past, students have resorted to attending unsanctioned street parties in Kingston's University District, with some view as a negative reflection on the university's image. The university's official events for homecoming include open houses, faculty receptions, varsity sporting events, and a special reception for alumni celebrating milestone reunions. Apart from the homecoming football game on October 21st, there are limited alternatives to street parties for students. Student safety, particularly at night, and concerns about crowd control is a significant worry. Last year, incidents during Focoming or FOCO led to multiple injuries and even a pedestrian collision with a motor vehicle. The Alma Mater Society is taking an educational approach to homecoming, providing information on the physical, financial, and legal risks of participating in unsanctioned parties. Their harm reduction initiative aims to minimize risks associated with these events, such as excessive alcohol consumption. The AMS aims to host additional events leading up to homecoming weekend to promote harm reduction, although details are still pending. The university has not commented on sanctioned homecoming events for students or measures to ensure their safety. 
with homecoming just two weeks away, more information from the university is expected to be available soon. Next, the Society of Graduate and Professional Students, or the SGPS, has revealed its 2023-24 budget. The proposed budget, which was presented by the SGPS Vice President Gabby Fekete, allocates $501,250 for student subsidies, grants, and wages. The goal is to prioritize SGPS members' interests, financial sustainability, and optimize budget items based on historical data. Notable budget changes include a new general health subsidy, replacing the mental health subsidy, offering $18,000 for various health expenses. The gender-affirming care subsidy supports individuals undergoing gender-affirming care with up to $500 in coverage. The emergency student assistance subsidy criteria has been amended, emphasizing the need for students to provide proof of expenses. The SGPS has invested surplus funds received in 2018 in alignment with the sustainability principles and responsible investments. That's all for your campus news headlines. Now over to Mia with the weather. time for your CFRC weekly weather forecast. On Wednesday, October 11th, a high of 9 in the morning and a high of 14 in the afternoon with an 80% chance of rain at approximately 5 millimeters. It'll be 8 degrees overnight with some chances of a shower. On Thursday, October 12th, it'll be 8 degrees in the morning with a mix of sun and clouds and it'll be 15 in the afternoon, mainly sunny with a 20% chance of rain. It'll then be 6 degrees overnight and partly cloudy. Friday, October 13th, it'll be a mix of sun and clouds throughout the day with a low of 6 in the morning and a high of 14 in the afternoon and 10 degrees at night. On Saturday, October 14th, it'll be 10 degrees in the morning with some light rain, about 70% chance of rain, with a low of 7 and a high of 11 with rain throughout the day. A cold Sunday morning on October 15th, it'll be about 9 degrees but feel like 6 degrees, with a high of 13 in the afternoon and mainly cloudy. And on Monday, October 16th, a little bit warmer, 10 degrees in the morning but it'll feel like 8, cloudy with some sunny breaks, and 14 degrees in the afternoon and mainly cloudy. And check back in with us Monday for the rest of your weekly weather forecast. Welcome to your weekly CFRC traffic report from October 6th to 12th. For road closures, Queen Mary Road, Notch Hill to Greenview is closed beginning October 2nd for Utilities Kingston Nets Project. University Avenue, Union to Earl, is closed until December 22nd for the removal of debris from the demolition and concrete deliveries at the Jaduck Project. Wright Crescent, south intersection of Palace to 16 Palace, is closed until October 31st for construction. For parking disruptions, the Chan Memorial Parking Structure Restoration Project is underway. The work is expected to conclude in late December. Please also note that the Chan Garage will also be closed from October 6th at 4pm until October 10th at 6am. Phased work areas will occupy a maximum of 40% of the available parking stalls at a time. Up to 180 spaces will be out of commission. 
There is parking availability at the Hanson Memorial and Robert Bruce Memorial parking garages in the two adjacent blocks to the east. At Center 70, public EV charging stations at Center 70 will be unavailable until late October. In other delays, Bath Road at Queen Mary can expect delays for the Utilities Kingston Nets project. Bay Ridge Drive, Woodbine to Cataraqui Woods, can expect delays until November 30th for Phase 1 of the Bay Ridge Drive cycling and pedestrian improvements. Duff Street, Patrick to end of Duff, expect lane closure until October 15th to facilitate the replacement of a water main on Duff Street. Denham Street at Denham Park entrance expect delays October 10th to 13th while contractors are completing intersection upgrades. Highway 33 east of Collins Creek Bridge to west of Coronation Boulevard expect delays due to construction to improve drainage. Lancaster Drive at Bentley Terrace expect delays October 10th to 13th while contractors are completing intersection upgrades. Mona Drive at Mona to Humberside expect delays October 10th to 13th while contractors are completing intersection upgrades. Mona Drive at Mona to Linwood expect delays October 10th to 13th while contractors are completing intersection upgrades. Princess Street, Collins Bay to Bay Ridge expect delays until October 31st for the construction of new sidewalks and traffic signals. You can expect delays on Sir John A. McDonald Boulevard at Johnson for the installation of new pressure gas line for utilities Kingston. On Taylor Kidd Boulevard, Collins Bay to 100 meters west of Collins Creek Bridge, you can expect lane closure until November 15th. On Westbrook Road, Princess to Windermere, Expect delays until October 31st for the construction of new sidewalks and road rehabilitation. For sidewalks and pathways, Clarence Street, King to Wellington, you can expect sidewalk closure on the north side from October 10th to 13th. The Rideau Trail, Queen Mary to Parkway is closed for crews to replace Sanitary Main. That's all for your traffic report this week, and next up is your events calendar. for your weekly concert calendar from October 10th to October 17th. On October 11th, check out Bon Evans at Spearhead Brewery for free. Bon specializes in acoustically written songs meshed with country, rock, and folk influences. You can expect to hear him play some fantastic original music and some ear-catching covers. Ever wanted to try out playing an instrument? Check out Joe's M-I-L-L at the Kingston and Frontenac Public Library from 4 p.m. until 6 p.m. on October 11th. Renting instruments is free and for all ages. On October 12th, check out bands The Lowest of the Low and By Divine Right, presented by KPP Concerts at the Broom Factory. It's from 7.30 until 10 p.m. and tickets are $30. Also, catch Doug Vanderhorn at the Royal Tavern that night for free from 8 until 10 p.m. on the 12th. Also on October 12th at the Club RCHA, catch John McClurg and Friends. Join singer-songwriter John McClurg and some special guests to present an evening of music from 7 until 10 p.m. and $10 at the door. Free on the 12th, No Limits plays the toucan. Get ready for an awesome night of epic music from 10.30 to close. Now for Friday, October 13th. So on Friday the 13th, check out Happy Hour TGIF with Jeff Dunn and Friends from 4pm until 6pm at the Club RCHA. Also check out Featurette and Mute Choir, electro indie pop duo from Toronto, presented by Flying V Productions at the Grad Club from 8.30pm until 11.30pm, with doors at 8. Tickets are available online now for $24, and that is also on Friday the 13th. Poplar, a gender-bending indie band from Kingston, Ontario, plays Hotel Wolf Island on the island on the 13th from 7 until 10 p.m. 
Stone City Kings plays the Merchant Tap House beginning at 10.30 for free, also on the 13th. And that same Friday, catch Mason FM playing the Royal Tavern 2.0 from 9 until 1 a.m. for free. Retro Kings, a four-piece soft rock and folk band that does a variety of 70s, 80s, and 90s at the Club RCHA on the 14th from 8 until 11. $5 at the door, but free for club members. Also on the 14th, Dead Root Revival plays Blue Martini beginning at 9 p.m. It's $20 in advance or $25 at the door. Also on the 14th, you can attend drag queen Tiffany Morgan's birthday party at the Grad Club for an evening of dance, drag, and boylesque. That begins at 8 p.m. and that is on Saturday, October 14th. Tickets are $25. At the Leon Center on October 14th, check out 30 Years in July Blue Rodeo, where the legendary alt-country rockers will be celebrating their monumental 1993 album. Tickets are available online now, and the show begins at 8 p.m. You can also catch Kevin in the Kitchen Sink performing at the Tiernanog on the 14th from 9 p.m. until midnight for free. Moving on to Sunday, October 15th, The Buckle presents The Retro Kings, a musical event with The Retro Kings, from 2 p.m. until 5 p.m. with doors at 1 at The Buckle, and the event is free. Another free show on Sunday, October 15th, catch Dan Taylor, frontman of the Dan Taylor Band, and his iconic and powerful voice at Spearhead Brewery from 2 p.m. until 5 p.m. Moving on to October 16th, catch The Morning Doves playing Musiki Cafe from 8 p.m. until 11 p.m., playing a free show. That same night, catch Corb Lund for an evening of guitar and storytelling at the Broom Factory. The show begins at 8 p.m. with doors at 7 and is until 10 p.m. And that is on Monday, October 16th. Tickets can be found online now for $40. And once again, Quirks of Human Nature, an evening of poetry, music, and storytelling, is taking place at the Royal Tavern 2.0 from 7 until 11 p.m. on Monday, October 16th. And that is a free event. On October the 17th, the David Miles Trio, presented by KPP Concerts, plays a show at the Broom Factory. Tickets are $30, and it takes place from 7.30 until 10 p.m., with doors at 7. As well, like this coming up Tuesday, there is three open mic nights on the 17th. Try It Tuesday Karaoke at the Royal Tavern 2.0, hosted by Megan Suds. An open mic night at St. Larry's Pub, presented in collaboration with Music and Digital Media and the Musician Guild, which is also free. As well as the open mic and dance, these are all on Tuesday, October 17th at the Royal Canadian Legion for $2. And those are your upcoming concerts and musical events from October 10th until October 17th. Check out our full events calendar on cfrc.ca. And now it's time for the CFRC Community Concerts and Events Calendar for October 10th through to October 17th. Have an event you'd like to be covered on our website news programming? Contact us via cfrc.ca today. On October 11th, come and pet Oscar, our fluffy golden retriever St. John's Ambulance Therapy Dog, and meet his handler John. Drop in at any point during the hour. Oscar will be at Mitchell Hall every Wednesday at noon by the Student Wellness Services Office on the main floor. Also on October 11th, there are Latin dancing lessons. September to November, there are beginner, salsa and bachata, and intermediate salsa classes. Show up to the first class to register, and there are limited spaces available. This will be located at Ellis Hall in room 319. 
On October 12th, there is an Indigenous Identity Sharing Circle, only available to Indigenous students. Do you feel that you don't look Indigenous enough? Maybe you are unsure about how to identify yourself or feel you don't fit in because you don't know enough about your Indigenous identity. Please know that you are not alone. Come together for a sharing circle, facilitated by Amber and Lisa, to discuss these feelings in a safe space. Registration is required. Email 4d.counselor at queensu.ca. This is in person every other Thursday starting September 28th. This will be also located at the Four Directions Indigenous Student Center. On October 13th, get ready for a night of outrageous fun at a haunting drag show, hosted by the fabulous Bewitched. Located at Something in the Water, this event promises to be a wild ride filled with laughter, excitement, and top-notch entertainment. The show starts at 8pm and you must be 19+. plus. On October 14th is the Beers for Queers social event for members of the LGBTQ community and their allies. Come on out for an evening of friends and fun located in the Monty's room of the Tiranog Irish Pub from 9 to 12 p.m. On October 15th is the last day to apply in Solis to graduate in fall 2023. Check queensu.ca for more important academic calendar dates. On October 16th is the Indigenous Good Minds Night. Come and hang out by the fire, watch TV, study, play board games, bead, and take part in structured activities. These activities change bi-weekly and refreshments will be provided. This group is only available to Indigenous students and is located at the Four Directions Indigenous Centre from 4 to 7.30 p.m. On October 17th is the Wellness, Depression and Anxiety Support Group. This professionally facilitated group is for students who experience signs of anxiety and or depression that feels overwhelming. We will cover the nature, signs and symptoms of anxiety and depression, then provide specific evidence-based strategies for improving both. Regular attendance is highly recommended to get the maximum benefits, but you can also drop in and you must register at queensu.ca. This will be located at the Queen's Health and Wellness Center from 3.30 to 5 p.m. On October 17th is the AMS Assembly. This assembly is the highest legislative body of the AMS and includes representatives from all faculty, societies, and AMS senior management. This will be located at Nicole Hall from 6 to 9 p.m. Also on October 17th, you can learn to fence. Fencing is an exciting sport that can be learned by people of all levels of fitness and athletic ability. This seven-week course will teach the fundamentals of modern fencing, including blade work and footwork, and will introduce students to the three different weapons used. This is open to students and the public, plus you must have an active ARC gym membership to sign up at gogalesgo.com. This will be located at Duncan MacArthur Hall from 7.25 to 9 p.m. This was Kat bringing the CFRC community concert and events calendar for October 10th through to October 17th. I hope you all have a very relaxing reading week. Thank you for tuning in to CFRC's local news programming. To revisit episodes of Today in YGK and hear more from some of our guests, be sure to head to our podcast network at podcast.cfrc.ca. Today in YGK is brought to you by the generous support of the Community Radio Fund of Canada, the Local Journalism Initiative, Queen's University Career Services, and What Will I Wear at 732 Princess Street. Be sure to stay tuned for more CFRC programming coming up next. 
What'll I Wear offers the best in vintage, funky, one-of-a-kind treasures, clothing, accessories, and a fabulous selection of jewels, vintage and new. Find the cutest purse, the most dashing of hats, and sunglasses. Everything to complete your individual look. What'll I Wear has it all. They can dress you from top to bottom. Find your new fashion fave at What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street in Kingston. Visit their new location and follow them on Facebook to keep up to date with what's in store at What'll I Wear. Dear listeners, as you may have heard, Meta, which owns Instagram and Facebook, is blocking Canadian access to all content created by news providers, including this radio station, in response to the Online Broadcasting Act. Access to local news and information matters to everyone, and while radio stations use their airwaves to keep you informed, we also use social media to share local news, events, and initiatives, and even content about our upcoming programming. We need you to write your MP and convey your concerns. Learn more and find a letter template for your MP on our website, cfrc.ca. Thank you for your support. 